What happens when two former political staffers, one Labour and one Tory, meet? And become surprisingly good friends. Introducing the After Party Podcast. A comedy podcast about ideas, politics and truthfully an unlikely friendship. With me, Sarah Southern. And me, Chloe Green. Hello. Welcome to the After Party. Welcome. Welcome back. Hello. How are you, Sarah? I'm tip-top. Thanks, Chloe. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. We should probably tell listeners what's about to happen. Yes, let's be open and honest. Let's be transparent. (laughs) Uh, We're recording this uh, today, uh, which is actually last week. For you. For you, as today in the future, so today when you're listening to this... Both of us are away and we haven't quite worked out how to do a podcast when we're not together. Mm. Give us time, listeners. Give us time. (laughs) So we're recording this in the past for the future, but I'm sure you get it. But you're now in the future. So we don't know what's going to have happened. If something dramatic has happened this week, this episode is not going out. Unless it's like something dramatic in the political world that no one else gives a shit about, in which case, you know, as you were, right? Yeah, but if it's something like where we've got a week of mourning, it'll be cancelled. <laughs> I jokingly said before the podcast, before we started recording, um, oh, you know, like if something major happened, like if, I don't know, like a building fell down or if the Queen died, and Sarah honestly almost burst into tears at the mere <laughs> suggestion. I just felt it was a little cruel, but never mind, never mind. <laughs> So sorry for your loss. Uh, now, on last week's episode, uh, we kind of ended up having a little bit of a chat as Chloe was desperate to know as to why I'm a Tory. Because mm. she finds the whole concept so mind-blowing. I do, Sarah. It's because <laughs> you are in many ways so like me in your values and in your attitudes. And like certainly socially, you're very progressive, etc., etc. And then, you know, it comes to something like you know, the welfare state or the benefit system, and you're saying things that I agree with, and yet you're voting for the party that doesn't seem to hold that view. So I think it's very nuanced, it's very complicated. And when we were talking about an episode, you know, like today's where we're doing it as a pre-record, and we're not able to talk about what happened in the week, we need to talk about something a bit evergreen, right? Which is when we decided we're going to do a really interesting uh, exercise where we have to imagine that we both have to vote for the other's party. So Sarah is going to think about having to vote Labour and I'm going to think about having to vote Tory. And then just to see if we can, because it's a very healthy exercise, I'm going to try and think about why it is that I would vote Tory if I were to vote them. And Sarah's going to do the same, but for Labour. So this is this is incredibly live. We haven't actually thought too much about this prior to now. And I'll be honest, I will never vote Tory. I'll never vote Labour. <laughs> so. <laughs> so this is going to be probably quite hard for both of us. So do bear with. Do you want to start? Yes. Okay. So let's think of the good things. So Sarah, you, you, yeah, let's, let's start. You have to vote Labour, right? I don't know why. I don't know. It's not like, well, there's a gun to your head. It's nothing like that. It's just imagining that you were the person that you are now. You're not that different. But you've decided to vote Labour. Why? Why are you voting Labour? Okay, well, there's some good politicians in the Labour Party. Yeah? I mean, we all know that I've got, like, a little bit of a fancy for Jess Phillips, mainly because she came to see my show in Edinburgh last year, so, like, we're basically best friends. She's a character. She is. I like that. I like her joie de vie. I like lots of things about (laughs) her, so that. And there's other Labour politicians I like. I very much like Jonathan Ashworth. Mm -hmm. He is a good egg. He comes across on telly very well. Mm. He gets the thumbs up. 
Uh, who else do I like in the Labour Party? I used to really like Stephen Pound when he was an MP because he would always drink in Bellamy's when Bellamy's used to be a bar in uh, Parliament before John Burkow turned it into a nursery. <laughs> and he was always fun to have a drink with. So, again, yeah, there's some nice people, nice elected officials mm-hmm. in the Labour Party. So I guess that's... That's one thing. ...a reason. Yeah. Uh, you always have your conference in Liverpool... <laughs> You're really scraping the barrel. <laughs> Liverpool's like a nice place t- to go to. Um, Sarah, come on. <laughs> Don't give me this shit. What else? What else? Well, I mean, you, you are kind of like keen on workers' rights and stuff, which I guess is handy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? You... I'm going to pin you on this, right? Because you are so socially progressive, and a lot of the times the Tories aren't. Like, you believe in equal marriage, you believe in... But all the people who I'm friends with in the Conservative Party think that. Like, people believing in equal marriage, equal adoption rights, all of those things, I just don't associate with people who don't think that, regardless to how they vote. If I met someone who didn't agree with those things, I wouldn't spend time with them, because if you don't believe in fairness and equality... Why would we hang out? Like, it makes no sense to me. But then people would say that about me. Like, Chloe, you believe in fairness and equality, so why are you hanging out with a Tory? Yeah, but I think this is where society generally has gone a bit wrong. Because as you and I both know, people's feelings towards politics and how people vote uh, and how the kind of party people choose to support is so nuanced. And just because you vote for the Conservative Party does not mean you are a bad person. In the same way, I don't believe people who vote UKIP or the Brexit Party are bad people. They're just single, focused issue people. And I don't believe that everybody in the Labour Party or the Liberal Democrats or the Green Party are saints. And Mm -hmm. I think, unfortunately, we've ended up in this position where people see themselves on the right or wrong side of the argument. I think people vote or believe in things for lots of different reasons. And it's those thousands of reasons that mm. stitch us all together into what makes us decide something politically. So I am socially very liberal. Mm. Like, as I've said many times, I literally could not care what people get up to in their lives. Crack on. As long as you're not hurting anybody, why would you care? Like, if you want to be polyamorous or you uh, want to cheat on your partner, don't do that because, like, you know better things to do with your time uh but do you know what I mean like I, I'm not going to have a moral judgment on how people live their lives in that way because it's none of my business it mm. doesn't impact on me I think one of the things that makes me more of a Tory than anything else probably is when it comes to economic issues because I do believe in low tax I mean my preference would be that we have a flat tax <laughs> I know I knew that would make you feel uncomfortable <laughs> You're supposed to be telling me why you're going to vote Labour. Okay, okay. Uh, if I vote, I would vote Labour, I guess because they have been the flag bearers of a lot of social issues. Mm-hmm. Like, we would not have marriage for all if Tony Blair hadn't passed the civil partnership law. Mm-hmm. You know, every step is a step in the right direction. Yeah. Um, Did you like the Tony Blair years? In terms of, like, political achievement? Um, I was never sad that he was the Prime Minister, I felt quite proud that he was representing us on a global level. Mm. I didn't, nec- didn't necessarily feel that when Gordon Brown was in there. Okay. Um, 
I remember I would have been 17 when he became the the big cheese. I remember driving to school with my mum and her saying, oh, well, at least this might be better for you going to university. And then, of course, he introduced tuition fees. So so I was the first year of tuition fees, uh, although it was an absolute bargain back then. Mm -hmm. Grand a year. Cheap as chips. Uh, So, you know, they they have done lots of good things Mm -hmm. socially. but it's re- it's really hard. I don't believe that you're going to have an easier time justifying how you would vote Tory. Obviously, I think it's easier to say why you would vote Labour than it is to say why you'd vote Tory. Because I vote Labour. So, of course, <laughs> I'm like, this is really easy for you. This is a doddle. Okay, then let me put this question a different way, then. If you were knocking on the door of someone's house who'd never voted before... Yeah. And didn't really have a full awareness of what all the political parties stood for, mm-hmm. what would be your top three reasons as to why... They should vote to Labour, and not just because they go to Liverpool for their conference. <laughs> that was your reason, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Though I absolutely do love Liverpool. Yeah. Um, okay, I'd say that Labour are the party of all people rather than the party mm-hmm. of wealthy people. Sarah's taking notes. <laughs> this is like I just need I'm gonna to like, test you on them later. No, oh, Christ. <laughs> You're just like, I need to write down so that I remember who Labour Party are. I understand. It's, it's hard to keep them all in your head. Right, so, okay, I would say Labour's the party for all people. We make sure that everybody can live with dignity and comfortably. So that is like having a very established welfare state, safety net system, making sure our public services are really well funded so that nobody has a poor experience of health school um etc so that's that's one thing we you know we wouldn't imagine that you'd have to rely on your own personal wealth to ensure that you had a good education or a good experience of healthcare. that's one reason i'd say that labor is the most outward looking of parties so we are very much a you know pro-immigration, pro-human rights, pro-equal uh, rights. I'd say that we are, in that sense, a very very much like a um, kind party. I think we have like pretty fundamental policies that put kindness at the heart of government. And a third reason... I'm guessing the third reason can't be don't vote Tory because they're rotten, right? Like, it has to be another positive <laughs> well, about Labour. It can, be, can right? be if you want it to be. Yeah, that's that's fine. I'd say Labour has a lot of MPs who aren't white men. Labour is Yeah, I mean, you, you guys are 50-50 in terms of male-female at yeah. the minute. I'd say that Labour has a much better record of electing women, women of colour, men of colour, queer people, etc. Like, we're a more inclusive Although the party. Conservative Party does have more LGBT... Uh, MPs than Labour. Well, that's because you have significantly more MPs. So, yeah. I think we've always had more LGBT. You definitely MPs, haven't. Just they haven't been openly gay. Okay, fine. <laughs> okay, in terms of like, yeah, people who feel like yeah. safe. To yeah, out, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say that like when you look at the crop of our MPs, I think they come from a more diverse walk of life, more diverse walks of life. So I think you have a better a better set of people representing you who might have different experiences. You know, like Angela Rayner, who's currently going for deputy and is our shadow. She's a grandma, which I think is amazing. A what? A grandma. 
Oh, grandma. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she is. She's she left school at sixty. Yeah, she was a young mum, and she worked her way up through the trade union movement, having very little education. Yeah, good and on her. Exactly. That's great. This is what I mean. I don't think you'd get the same thing with the conservatives. I think you would. You see, I just think that the Conservative Party is about meritocracy and it's about getting there. I think, unfortunately. The Labour Party have been more, um, well, fortunately for wider society, but unfortunately for the Conservative Party, um, more bold in making those changes. So I think the all-party, not the all-party, what am I saying? The all-female mm. selection lists of mm-hmm. 97 led to a total gender shift yeah. in Parliament. If that hadn't happened, we'd still be like under 100 MPs who are women now, I think. Whereas the Conservative Party have never been that bold. Um, And I know that certainly back in the the mid to late noughties, a lot of women in the Conservative Party were against all-party shortlists because they were like, yeah, but we want to get here on our our own merit. And I was like, just take the... Yeah. Take the help. The thing is, you're not getting there on your own merit. You know, there are so many talented women who were and continue to be excluded from the process because there's some mediocre white dude who can who can sweep in and look more like the candidate people imagine will win, i.e. a man in a suit. So we are are pre-programmed as to what we think something should look like. Exactly. So meritocracy doesn't it doesn't work because we don't think that those people who do have merit have merit based on so many assumptions that we make. Anyway, so I, I think like voting Labour for me is like a real no-brainer. You're finding it more difficult to come up with any of those reasons. Do you disagree with any, anything I've said? I mean, I think saying that you're the kind party is um, self-branding. And I do think that when whenever someone comes up with... It's a bit like when Theresa May branded the Conservative Party the nasty party. I don't think people with inside the camp should be self-branding. I think it should come from the outside. Mm. So I think if a focus group came up with that, I'd be willing to accept it. But if you're branding as that, I'm a bit like, yeah, but most people think they're kind. <laughs> yeah, but I think like when you look at when you look at like what happened under like the Tony Blair government, like pulling what 600 or 1000 children out of poverty, pulling a million pensioners out of poverty, um like the amount of the amount of work that went in you know sh- starting sure start centers mm. like things that were basically about dignity and kindness and fairness those were fundamental labor values that then became policies they became enacted in policy in policy and in law and i think that's like or things like you know things like um free museums you know like making all you see this is interesting free. right so labor people I'm generalising here, please don't write it. Generally, people who support the Labour Party would see free museums as a great way of expanding the reach of museums and who can go into them. Mm. Now, research obviously says that it's the same people coming in, it's just they now come for free. People who are in the Tory party would be more inclined to say, well, of course they should be free, it's our collection. So there will so basically museums will always now be free because the argument has been won, mm. but the arguments to win that argument are different. Yeah, I see that. So this is why so many museums, a lot of their arts council uh, funding, um, well, actually museums, they get their money from DCMS. So perhaps I more mean um, theatres. Their arts council funding uh, is guaranteed on a lot of education programs to try and change the mix mm. of people who are coming in, mm. because all of the surveys actually basically prove that it is still predominantly people who live in the southeast of England who are, you know, 
middle types coming in. Yeah. Uh, which I think is a shame that the Arts Council don't support comedy because that's got <laughs> the most grassroots diverse audience. But that's for a different episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so no, I, I can see. But if you were to say, what, what would you say would be the policy that the Tories or something that the Tories do that most lure you over? <laughs> I love how difficult you find this. <laughs> because it's so difficult. It's like, really hard. What am I going to say? Like, oh, well, to be fair, the Tories are doing a great job on the economy. No, you're not. Like, there's really, like, I, <laughs> I think the argument sometimes that get put against Labour is like, yes, Labour's very nice. Yes, people trust Labour more with the NHS. Yes, Labour is more trusted with the welfare state, benefits, social care, etc. But Labour win, um, sorry, Labour loses the argument on the economy, right? And I find that as a premise very baffling because even though yes I can understand why Labour loses economic arguments because people feel a lot more cagey about Labour's kind of progressive taxation ideas etc because it means they might have to cough up a little bit more I say some people you know top five percent we're talking here people who already earn an absolute bucket load but whatever yes I understand that but saying that the Conservatives are more trustworthy on the economy is just such a farce like no, you're not. You, like I think we in the are past in worse ten- debt now. Than yeah, but I ever. think the past ten years are quite unusual in terms of coming out of the financial crisis. The fact that there has only in the last ten years there's only really been four years of an actual Tory-led government because the coalition was just compromise, compromise, compromise. Oh come on. Okay, look, I've got to try and defend it somehow. <laughs> You gave, you gave, the, the Tories conceded with the Lib Dems on the bloody AV referendum, which was... Beautifully won by me, thank you. But also a bit of an, a nonsense of a campaign. Hey, blame Gordon Brown, he's the one who said he would give it to them for free. All right, anyway. So there was that, and I think um, and I think Nick Clegg also got a paternity leave. So like for the, for the five now years... Now head of Facebook or whatever it is. Yeah, whatever he does. He does. Yeah. So I think that's... You know, saying that the Lib Dems made the Conservative Party not very <laughs> credible or effective is a nonsense because we all know that they had about two concessions in the entire time. Anyway, I think like that would traditionally be where I would sit, right? As in, I would say, I believe in Labour's print, you know, you, you could imagine, right? I'm saying this hypothetically. You could imagine that Labour are better on the on the things that I care about in terms of my values, but in terms of like getting the country into a good financial shape, okay, I concede the Tories can do that better. But they can't. They've proven in the last decade that they can't. I feel like this is such a lost decade, you know? Like, this is a decade where I went from being 20 to 30. And the job market has been an absolute joke. Like, the way in which young people have been completely priced out of housing, because housing is just run by cowboys. Like, there's no regulation, there's no support, has been absolutely farcical. I talked about this a lot in my Edinburgh show in 2019 called tentatively Tory where I questioned whether I could still be a Tory or not and one of the big things was the fact that I can't afford to buy a flat where I live in London Mm. and that's madness like there's a from where Chloe and I are sitting now there's a a cottage for sale around the corner that in 2010 was worth quarter of a million the people who are trying to sell it are trying to sell it for 950,000 to get to this yeah. little cottage, you've got to go past the big bins for the pub. Like, do you know what I mean? It's not as though it's got, like, some palatial drive to get up to it. Yeah. And that's... But I can't... What could have... To, this is where, where I think I need to maybe... Or should have 
invent a time machine, go back in time and listen a bit more in my economics lectures at university. <laughs> because what is it that has made house prices rocket to where they are? Like for something to basically almost quadruple mm. in price in a 10-year period. Like deregulation. Chickens aren't worth 10 times more than they were in 2010. Do you know no. what I mean? Like you don't pay 20 pounds for a roast chicken. I don't know enough about it. People who do know a lot about it, who I sort of hear speaking about it on Twitter or on podcasts or whatever, talk about deregulation with some authority. So I'm not going to pretend like I know a lot enough about this. I think I comment. might read an economics textbook. Oh, and Christ. then Okay, we'll tune in next week for an <laughs> economics digest from Sarah and I. But I think like, okay, so we're, I'm getting off, I'm going off on a tangent here, but like the reasons I would have said, you know, yeah, okay, fine, I could vote Tory for these reasons. I don't even feel like I can because that doesn't, they don't, that doesn't even hold up to scrutiny. But here we go, controversial. Okay, go. I would vote Tory if, you know, as per the premise of this question, for Brexit. In what? In what way? Tell me more. My girlfriend's going to kill me. Um, <laughs> because, right, I think that at the last election, the conversation was, you know, Boris Johnson and co tried to make it very much like a single issue election campaign to a relative amount of a good degree of success. I don't want another referendum. I don't think we're at a stage where we could thwart Brexit or go back on it or, you know, revoke whatever like I don't think we are there anymore and I actually think that Labour's plan for Brexit in government was widely panned by the media and the electorate um, because it was a bit of a nonsense and a bit of a like complex mishmash of positions and I agreed to be honest I thought you know what like but also Labour was in an impossible situation where they're trying to be everything to everyone because of our total weird coalition of voters and supporters. But I think that, like, in terms of where we're at now, I actually do want Brexit just to hurry up and get resolved so that we can start rebuilding because the divide in the country is hideous and the as in, like, emotional um, divide. And I think that, like, we're not going to be able to re you know, reheal or have a kind of sensible, progressive, forward-looking conversations when we would have another confirmatory vote, go around again, try and, you know, negotiate a different type of deal. Like, and I know that's, and in many ways, I know a lot of my sort of Remainer friends would be like, but that's ridiculous. We're still in a position where we could turn the clock back and stop doing this. And that's what we should be doing because it's too important to not. But I think honestly, like the kind of, FBPE, do you know this FBPE like follow back pro Europe? Yeah, that kind of Twitter. It took me brigade. ages to work out what that meant. Yeah, the kind of like Twitter brigade of people who are like hardcore Remainers. They've honestly switched me off to it really? because yeah, because I'm just like now I feel so beleaguered and downtrodden and upset and tired by it. I do actually want it to be over and Labour's kind of half in, half out position, which was really especially stupid because Jeremy Corbyn himself, I believe, probably voted leave. He is such a Eurosceptic. Um, kind of hashtag Lexit. It would be Lexit. very strange for someone who for decades has talked about their dislike of the EU when he gets the chance yeah. to be able to make his cross heard. Mm -hmm. I know. And I think, like, 
you know, Labour got it really wrong in the 2016 referendum. Like, Jeremy's lack of leadership on that, I think, is somewhat accountable for some of the losses that we had in our seats. I mean, as in, like, constituency by constituency. I think it was never going to be easy for Labour because this is one that really splits our party and splits our vote, our voters. But I think, like, the position that we had was completely untenable. And for that reason, I could imagine myself voting Tory just to have a bit more of a comprehensive kind of coherent position on it. And that's why the Tories did so well in the election in 2019, because so many people felt like that. Mm. Uh, you know, coming from the northeast, there are seats that I never thought in my lifetime I would see go blue. Mm. You know, these are kind of former mining towns, very industrial, and they voted it because their view was we've got to just get Brexit done. Yeah. Now, I hope that the Tories do wonderful things in the northeast and provide new opportunities in some of these areas that haven't been looked after at all in the last 30 years under both sides of the aisle. And hopefully they'll re-win them in five years' time. But I could also see them very much going back to the Labour Party quite quickly. Yeah, as they should. They're <laughs> right. For Watching them. brief for five years on those seats. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, we'll see, we'll see. So I think, like, yeah, I mean, the other reasons why I would vote Tory, Tory, Tory <laughs> if I had to vote Tory, would probably be, again, because of failings of Labour. Do you know what I mean? They wouldn't be pro-Tory things. They would be anti-Labour things. Because I am under no illusions about the state of our party. I don't think that everything that Labour has said or done over the last 5, 10, 15, 20 years are things that I would stand by. I'd have to admit, I did actually nearly vote Labour in the 2019 (laughs) election. No! (laughs) Because I really like the candidate. Oh my god! Wow! But you I didn't. Heard it I here didn't. First. I didn't. But like, ah. as I looked at my ballot paper, I thought, "Oh, Florence is such a good person. I really want to see her in Parliament." Is that Florence Eshelomi? Yeah, I know her as Florence Mzegbi because I knew her before she was married. Ah, okay. So I can't get the new surname in my head. But I must. <laughs> I must. Uh, we met about ten years ago. I, mean, I don't know her well, but I uh, we were on a. Uh, kind of a leadership course thing about 10 years ago in America. Mm. And I was just, she's been a counsellor in Lambeth and then she's been on the, the what's it called, the GLA, the government yeah. thingamajiggy, the, what do you call in it, City London Hall. thing. Yeah. The City Hall thing. <laughs> I couldn't think, I suddenly couldn't remember what it was called. There. The London Assembly, that's what I was trying to say. The oh, London right. Assembly. And obviously she's now the Member of Parliament for Vauxhall. So it's part of me was like, no, oh, I'd quite like to vote for her. But then when it came to that like final moment, I just couldn't quite... You know what, Put the cross in the box. that's a really interesting um, angle. Would I vote Tory if the particular specific candidate in my area was a really great candidate if they were I guess Tory? I was standing. Yeah, there you go. I'd vote Tory if oh, I was standing. Oh, that's how we're going to win all future elections. Just, just go and me. sit in 100, well, yeah. 650 <laughs> yeah. seats and we'll be away. Ding, 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 win. <laughs> I think the... Um, I think the like the issue of like voting locally versus like voting nationally is never really like an argument that we're going to win because people still very much associate the local representative as being like the person who'll bolster Jeremy Corbyn or but Boris Johnson or whatever into number 10. Also a seat like Vauxhall, the Tories are never going to win it. Yeah. 
Like, it's never, ever going to happen. Mm-hmm. Labour will always hold it. I mean, the Lib Dems, for some reason, had convinced themselves they were going to win it. I Is received all... a piece of literature through my door every single day. Part of me thought, why don't you just come and knock on my door and you can mock me as a... It would be fair enough if they were going after Kate Hoey, because Kate Hoey isn't liked well yeah, within she the old MP for She Vauxhall. increased her majority, I think, in 2017. Like, the, you know... This is why politics is nuanced. Everyone mm-hmm. thought Lambeth voted heavily to remain. Kate Hoey was a huge Brexit supporter. Mm-hmm. People thought that that would impact. No, it didn't. Yeah. Like People can very much look at things in lots of different ways. Things are multifaceted. Mm-hmm. And I think we're foolish when we think that the electorate is linear. Because yeah. they're not. Or, or like completely one-track-minded. Like my... Mm-hmm. Um, my my mum who whose politics I don't share at all she has said that she's voted for almost all of the parties in the past because of who the local candidate was mm. so even though you know she'd identify probably more you know broadly as like a sort of conservative voter she isn't against voting for people who like particularly take her fancy mm. in that election especially local elections where oh, you're voting yeah, definitely because also when it comes to the local elections it's all you know street lights and rubbish bins and Dog shit elections. Planning, yeah. well, planning permission for new houses. So, <laughs> which if we could have some more of, that would be very welcome. <laughs> uh, would you ever vote Labour because you're so, you know, disillusioned by the Tories as opposed to being sort of positive about the Tories? I think I would spoil my ballot paper, which I have done in the past. Really? Yeah, in the 2014 election. What, locals? It was locals and Europeans. Oh, yeah. I wrote something that I'm not going to repeat on the Ooh. podcast on my European one mm. uh, that was not particularly complimentary about a specific person. Mm. And then on my local election one, I wrote, no, I'm not voting for any of you as none of you came to visit. So you need someone to knock on your door? Well, no, it's just because I was particularly furious with the Conservative Party at that time. Okay. And it was the only way in which I could let it be known <laughs> how I felt. Now, this is what I find really strange because the only people who would have seen what I wrote on my ballot, and I can only apologise to the people who saw my European one because it was not nice language, um, are the tellers. Yeah. So in some ways, it's so stupid, but it's the only power that you have yeah. to make it be known how you 100%. feel. I think it's really powerful. I think it's really, really, really powerful. I have also spoiled a ballot. Really? Which election did you do that in? I'm not going to say which. Okay. But it was not the 2019 general election okay. where I very proudly voted for Harriet Harman in Campbell. I think you spoiled a ballot in the leadership election for the Labour Party, probably. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I was a staff member at the time. Oh, right, of course. So, well, so you probably didn't vote because you're neutral. Because you're neutral. Sure, yeah. But no, I, I have been one to do that. I have done that. And I think, like, the... You know, the the position that we're in, both of us, is quite interesting because in London seats, which we both are in, you're in Vauxhall and I'm in Camberwell Peckham, like, you have a weird privilege in that the writing's on the wall. We both sit in the safest Labour seats ever. So if I was going to be particularly cross and upset with the Labour Party's handling of anti-Semitism, say, Mm. or you know, the nepotism or the of the Jeremy's office, whatever, I would have this somewhat strange privilege of being able to kind of spoil a ballot or whatever because, yet yeah, the outcome is, is very much just going to be the one thing. And it's the same with you in a way. Like, you could vote 
Tory or you could vote whoever, you could vote Lib Dem, whatever, as a bit of a protest, knowing full well it doesn't make a bloody bit of difference anyway. Well, a few friends of mine, the Tories, did vote for the Lib Dems in the 2019 election Mm. as they were so cross about everything. And their faces on polling night was phenomenal because they were just in absolute shock because I think they thought that loads of Tories were going to be voting Lib Dem. And I was like, yeah, it's amazing how people might be vocal about something, but when they get into the ballot station, the ballot station, the polling station, <laughs> into that ballot booth, mm. it can it can really firm your mind up. Yeah. Do you think if you... Do you think there's ever going to be a likelihood that you could vote Labour? Like, what if there was, like, a sort of centrist... A centrist daddy? Like a... I think if there had been a more centrist party... Sorry, a more centrist candidate within the party leading it over the past decade... I think it would have been easier to have lured me across. But there was no way in the world that I would ever have gone across for Ed Miliband or for um, Jeremy Corbyn. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And if you had put... See, my, like, secret naughty crush is um, not serious, but um, Ruth... Davison. Oh, my God. I, she's my crush as well. I love her. She is the nicest person. Ruth Davison excellent. was the leader of the Scottish Conservatives, and she's a lesbian and just a, I mean, quite a quite a force to be reckoned with. Great fun, really interesting, really talented. She um, stood down uh, about a year ago, in the last year, um, having come back from maternity leave. Mm. Um, the rumours are that she will be elevated to the House of Lords. Uh, which I really hope is true because I think having a Scottish voice like hers in the Lords would be brilliant, mm. absolutely brilliant. Uh, and she is a loss yeah. from, from Scottish politics for sure. Definitely. There you go. So I could vote Tory if, well, one, to get Brexit done. I absolutely <laughs> hate myself. And if my secret Tory Bay Ruth Davison, suddenly became my local candidate. Okay, if Jonathan Ashworth becomes the leader of the Labour Party, Ooh. I'll vote Labour. <gasps> Jonathan, if you heard that, <laughs> you've got to vote in the bag, baby. Okay, things to think about, things to think about. Well, guys, we will be back next week uh, recording within the week. Uh, Parliament will have returned because Parliament has been on recess this week. Uh, So hopefully Parliament will return on Monday and provide us Mm. with many things to talk about next Friday. But till then, take care. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.